Hey everybody, thanks for tuning in. The next 10 minutes are inspired by a frustrated homeschooling parent and a test. I hope you enjoy it. Welcome to The Engine. It is not, not a great time to be an SAT tutor. And, and I say this jokingly just because it's so, it's so bananas. Uh, obviously, the, the SAT, entrance exam for college, and not only are colleges currently effectively shut down, they have, they have gone to virtual, virtual teaching, but they are also making the SAT optional for admissions. Now, this is not every single school, let me be clear, but uh, prominent, prominent school system, the UC system, University of California system, UC Berkeley, UC LA, UC Davis, these have actually made their applications so that the SAT is optional. Now, again, if you're in the business of preparing students for the SAT and the prime reason they would need it says, hey, we don't actually need it. It's not a good day for you. It's not a good day for you. And there are a number of reasons why I'm not worried about it, but I'm not. It, it's one of those things where it's like, God, man, what, an, what a banana situation. Now, they, you still have GPAs, okay? You still have essays. Though GPAs are getting very tricky as well because the, your grade point average is usually primarily your sophomore and junior year, okay? And that's kind of what they look at for for the UC system. They say, hey, look, freshmen, you're probably not that great. Let's not worry about it. Well, because everybody's doing um, shelter in place right now, the high schools in general are saying, okay, look, for the second semester, junior year, we'll just give you a pass or no pass. So you either finish the course you didn't, but we're not going to give you a grade for it. And this is crippling people's GPAs because usually their junior year is when they take their hardest classes with the most advanced classes and they get the highest grades. So that kind of pulls up their GPA. Well, you take out half of that, that's a real problem. Now you're left with freshman and sophomore year in their entirety and just a part of your highest year, your highest GPA year. That's, that's an issue. So you're left with the essay. And gosh, man, the essays are, the essays are tough. And that's going to be half the dealt with. Excuse me, that will need to be dealt with as, as the time comes. And I was mulling all this over the other day. And I started getting these text messages from my buddies that are on this text chain. And one, one of my friends is homeschooling his kids. He obviously doesn't have a choice. They can't go to school. So he's doing the right thing and he's trying to get after it. But he's also trying to get information from the teacher who's supposed to be doing this online curriculum. The teacher's either not sending out information or sending it out late or just not communicating appropriately. And it's been a month. So he's like, how is it possible that they haven't figured this out? All you have to do is scan the, scan the documents, right? Send them out in PDFs. That's not that hard. Or if you want to do something as a class, you can, you can broadcast over Zoom. I figured that out in about five seconds. You could do a lot of different things. So it's kind of like, why, why isn't this working, right? What, what's going on? And, and I think there's this problem a lot that people don't understand the nature the nature of teaching. Now, I'm not an elementary school teacher, and that's this guy has elementary-age kids. So even I'm kind of lulled into, like, yeah, what, what's going on? And a good friend of mine reminded both of us, he says, you know, you realize how much hands-on you need with a second grader? 
or third grader or first grader, are you laboring under the delusion that you could hand them a piece of paper and say, have this done in a half an hour? Now, again, I've been teaching my kids at home with my wife. My wife is doing more of it than I am. And and I knew right away, I'm like, oh, you know what? You're absolutely right. There's no way, right? It's impossible. You can't, you can't give a second grader a 45-minute assignment and hope that without any attention, it's done. And a lot of what goes on in the classroom is that. And it's only when you attempt to do it yourself that you really get that. And as I was thinking about this, I was thinking about the essays, the essays that are coming up for the UC application. Now, again, the idea here is you got a GPA, you got your SAT score, you got your essays. Well, now the SAT is out. It's optional. So, yeah, you can send it in if you want, but you don't have to. And by the way, your GPA is crushed because they're taking out half a junior year, the big one. That really just leaves the essays. The essays are going to be huge. And and I'm really worried about this. I'm worried for my students. I'm not worried about my ability to help them. I did, I did well over 200, maybe even 300 essays last year. People would come to class. I'd have a six-person class, each person working on two or three essays. And that's just in a two-hour period. So, I mean, we're talking... 18 essays, firing left and right, coming up with ideas, executing, all these things. I'm not worried about my ability to do the work. What I am worried about is parents thinking that it's easier than it is and waiting until it's too late. Because everyone is going to assume Okay, we've had this traumatic event worldwide. You can write about this. And that's going to be an enormous mistake. Everyone's going to want to write about this exact thing. So about the 10th essay in, the admissions officers are just going to be done with it. They're not going to be able to tolerate it anymore. They're like, look, whatever. Everybody has horrendous stories. And God forbid, all it's going to take is one one essay about somebody losing a loved one and all the other essays will pale in comparison. They won't even be, they won't even be relevant. It's kind of like the bar will be set with, unless you have lost a loved one, I don't care about this story because it's very easy then to compare it. And parents will think, perhaps not think of that exact thing and encourage students to write about what they did here. And especially since parents think, very frequently that what their kid's doing is so amazing, but they don't realize that there are a lot of kids trying to help other people, and there are a lot of kids trying to help their parents, and there are a lot of people doing good things right now. And so what's going to happen is you're going to have the importance of these essays skyrocket. And you're going to have a lot of parents who just take the process for granted and say, hey, I could do this better than other people could do it. Or I, I'm going to be able to help you. It's going to be a piece of cake. It's not going to end up that way. It's not. It's going to be a real problem. I had a student this last fall who I really love the student, love the family, and 
had worked with the oldest daughter and she was a pretty good writer and the mom said, hey, we don't need help with essays. And I said, that's totally fine. You know, I have some cool ideas, but if you don't, you know, if you already got a lockdown, no sweat. She said, yeah, you know, my oldest daughter is going to help and we'll get these essays done. Well, as things go, the oldest daughter didn't help the younger sister and I get a frantic call the day of applications due. So these people literally had something like six hours to bang out these four essays. And it was a train wreck. It was a train wreck. I had relatives over all of these things, but I loved the kid. I couldn't, I couldn't let her go out like that. So I helped him. I helped him. It was like three hours condensed work. We were going back and forth like crazy, editing, revising, all of these different things. And she got into her dream school. She got into the best school she applied for. It, it, was, it was a tremendous success. But I started thinking about that student as well. When all of this started going down, thinking, gosh, it's not going to be one student this year. It's going to be like 20 that do that exact thing. Because parents don't know what goes into this. They don't understand the nature of the relationship you have to have or the, or the depth of ideas or the clarity of thought. And just like my friend and I were very quick to criticize elementary school teachers. I think there are going to be a lot of parents who do the same thing here. And I'm not getting down on those parents. I'm not, I'm not saying they're dumb or stupid or whatever. Like, they're not. But they are going to miss the importance of these essays. And they are going to overestimate their ability to help. And they're going to underestimate the value of them. And there will be a lot of kids burned because of that. And I worry about that. Of course, there's nothing I can do about it. And I'm not going to try to sell the parents on this idea. I'll help as many students as I can. But I think it's worth really remembering. Before, before we criticize people, like teachers or whoever, tradesmen, it could be, could be any profession, before we criticize people, we really, really better remember that everyone has hard jobs. And people tend to self-select. If you have the patience to be a second-grade teacher, you enjoy being a second-grade teacher, you want to be a second-grade teacher, you'll likely try to become a second-grade teacher. And if you don't, then you probably won't. Yes, could a mortgage broker be a second grade teacher? Probably, but would they be happiest? Would they be best at it? Probably not. So before we're so quick to judge people and think that we could do it better, we really got to take a step back and wonder, look, if I could do this so much better than someone else, why aren't I doing it now? Why didn't I select it? Why didn't I make it my life's goal to do this thing? Because the answer may be you're not really that great at it or you're not really that suited for it or you just, you don't want to do that. And that should at the very least give you a pause and a little bit more respect for the person who does want to do it. I'm Matt Todd. And this is the engine that drives me. Go out and crush it.